If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two taps on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. Hi, I'm Jeffrey, and welcome back to Nightfalls. Come, settle in for tonight's calming meditation and soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. Come, join me beside the fire tonight as I tell you the tale of the generous King Midas. Nightfalls has taught me how to live in the present and experience the brilliance and beauty of the world in full. After a magical satyr gifts King Midas the golden touch, he too finds the beauty in the world around him, amplified. Flavors are fuller, feelings are deeper, and birdsong seems sweeter than ever before. Before we settle in for tonight's tale, why not take a moment to wind down and relax? Lie back and allow yourself a big yawn and a stretch. Roll your shoulders back in circles to release the tension in them as best as you can. Coming to rest, allow your head and neck to settle back into alignment after another long day. In the quiet of the night, draw a deep breath in. Hold it for a moment 
and exhale, sighing out in relief. Allow your breath to drift ever so effortlessly in through your nose and out through your mouth as you sink into a state of deep relaxation. Lying there breathing, send your attention into your head and take a moment to be grateful for all of the thoughts that help you thrive and keep you safe. Now, shift your focus to your heart and give a little gratitude for all of the feelings it gifts you. The lows that teach you the greatest lessons and the highs that leave you brimming with joy. Now, think into your gut, the core of your being, and nourish that space with a deep breath in. As you exhale, thank it for all the instincts that guide you and grant you a sense of safety and direction day in, day out. Drawing a final deep breath in, take a moment to be truly grateful for your body, your home. If you're feeling ready, center your attention on the sound of my voice and tonight's tale can begin. A long time ago in ancient Greece, there was a king who lived in a beautiful palace that overlooked a village. His name was King Midas, and everyone who met him noticed the king's exceptional kindness and generosity. Some people said he had a heart of gold. King Midas considered himself a fortunate man, and his life was full of love and happiness. He had a wonderful family, and the people who worked for him felt more like friends than members of staff. He regularly visited the inhabitants of the village below his palace, and whenever anyone needed help, King Midas was the first one to offer his assistance. Yes, he was a very lucky man, and he had much to be thankful for. There was something else King Midas had a fondness for. He had acquired a sizable amount of gold coins over the years, 
and he kept them in a special room at the back of his palace. The gold lay in neat piles, and when the sun shone through the window, the gold glittered and glimmered in the sunlight. And the sight of it was quite mesmerizing. The Room of Gold was somewhere King Midas was frequenting more and more often. And if he was honest with himself, he thought about his golden fortune far too many times during the day. As the king was a kind man, he often gave gold coins to those who needed it. But, no matter how much gold he gave away, more would arrive from his business dealings. There was always a huge pile for him to gaze upon. One sunny afternoon, King Midas was strolling through his beautiful gardens and thinking about his gold coins. It had been two days since he'd given them a polish, and he was wondering whether it was time to give them another clean. He was so absorbed in his thoughts that he didn't look where he was going, and he stumbled over someone who was lying beneath a hedge. King Midas landed on the grass with a soft bump and looked at the person he'd tripped over. An elderly satyr, clad in a faded silver waistcoat, was fast asleep next to him. Flecks of grey ran through his beard and hair. King Midas looked closer at the half-goat, half-man being and saw how very dusty his hooves were. The satyr must have been walking for a long time. King Midas didn't want to wake the satyr, so he carefully stood up. But his movements caused the satyr to stir, and he looked up at the king. He blinked tiredly and gave the king an embarrassed smile. The elderly satyr pulled himself into a sitting position and apologized for trespassing. He explained he'd been walking for days and hadn't found anywhere indoors to rest the previous night, and so in exhaustion, he had tucked himself beneath the hedge and settled himself there. He apologized again and he said he would leave the garden immediately. The satyr slowly stood up and wavered tiredly on his hooves. 
King Midas was immediately filled with empathy and put his arm around the satyr's slim shoulders to steady him. King Midas insisted he should stay at his palace for a while. There was plenty of room and the satyr could have as much to eat as he wanted. The satyr attempted to refuse and said he didn't want to take advantage of the king's kind nature. But King Midas waved his concerns away. The king said it would be an honour to have him as a guest and he would love to know more about his life. The satyr smiled, thanked the king for his generosity and said one night in a comfortable bed would be wonderful. King Midas led the satyr along the garden path and towards his palace. The satyr stopped now and again to admire the resplendent roses which bloomed in the garden. He held his hand out and a butterfly alighted there for a few seconds before fluttering away. He told the king he'd never seen such a magnificent garden before. King Midas nodded absent-mindedly. He wasn't fully listening to the satyr because his thoughts had returned to his room of gold. It would be impolite for him to visit the room now that he had a guest. So he promised himself he would go the following day instead. The satyr noticed he didn't have the king's full attention and wondered what was concerning the kind-hearted man. Once inside the palace, King Midas called for a member of staff and asked them to get the guest room ready for the satyr. He then sent a message to the cook and asked her to prepare some food and drink for their visitor. The satyr said the king needn't go to so much trouble, to which King Midas replied that it was no trouble at all. If the satyr didn't mind, the king would love to share the meal with him, as it would give them a chance to talk. The satyr said he would like that very much. King Midas and the satyr took a seat at the large dining table. A jug of iced water was placed in front of them, along with plates full of fruit, cheese, and salted fish. A bowl of freshly baked bread accompanied the meal, and the aroma coming from it made the satyr's mouth water. The king and his guest chatted easily as they ate the flavoursome food and drank the refreshing water. The satyr spoke about his travels through the land, the sights he had seen, and the interesting people he had met along the way. 
A faraway look alighted in the king's eyes, and he said perhaps he should go travelling too, as it seemed there was a lot to see and appreciate beyond the boundaries of his land. The satyr waved his hand around the room and said there was a lot to appreciate right there too. The gardens must hold a never-ending array of things to marvel at. The king said he'd already seen everything in the palace and the gardens. Thinking about the palace made the king's thoughts wander once again to his room of gold. It was that time of day when the sun's rays would start to peep through the window and flow over the piles of coins. The king loved watching that happen. Seeing the king's mind was somewhere else again, the satyr thought he should leave the king to attend to other matters. So, the satyr patted his stomach and said he couldn't eat another thing, and perhaps he could retire to his room. He confessed he hadn't slept well beneath the hedge and was still very tired. The king accompanied his weary guest to his room and advised that if the satyr needed anything during his stay, he need only ask and it would be brought to him. The satyr thanked the king warmly and said he would see him in the morning. When King Midas left the satyr's room, he had intended to head to his room of gold, but something the satyr had said earlier settled softly at the back of his mind. Hearing about the satyr's travels had roused something in him, not unease as such, but maybe a slight feeling of dissatisfaction with his own life. Instead of heading towards his gold, he went back to the dining room, took a seat at the table, and tried to work out what was bothering him. He hadn't been pondering the matter for long before his young daughter skipped into the room and delightfully captured his full attention. The rest of his family soon followed and the king only had thoughts for them. Early the next morning, the well-rested satyr found King Midas sitting at the breakfast table. They greeted each other like old friends, and the king asked the satyr how he'd slept. Clasping his hands together in happiness, the satyr proclaimed he'd had a wonderful night's sleep and had never been in such a comfortable bed. And the soothing dawn chorus that came from the birds outside his window had been a most pleasant way to wake up. He asked King Midas if he'd heard the birds too. 
The king said he couldn't remember if he had or hadn't. Satter was invited to take a seat at the table and to help himself to food. The two friends fell into an easy conversation and the satyr regaled the king with more tales of his travels. And in return, the king talked about his family and the people who lived in the village. So engrossed was he in the conversation that King Midas didn't think about his gold coins once. All too soon, it was time for the satyr to leave. But before he did, he told the king he had a little confession to make. Intrigued, King Midas asked what it was. His new friend moved a little closer, and with a gentle smile, he said he wasn't an ordinary satyr, and in fact, he was a magical being and possessed the power to grant wishes. To thank King Midas for his generosity, the satyr gave the king a wish and asked what he would like to wish for. King Midas shook his head in disbelief upon receiving such a wonderful gift. He thought about what he could wish for, He had everything he needed in his life and couldn't think of anything else he did need. He asked if he could give the wish to someone else but was told by the satyr that, unfortunately, that was impossible. The king's thoughts went to his gold collection. He told the satyr about them and asked if he could use his wish for more gold. With some embarrassment, he said he loved visiting the Room of Gold, and it made him happy to gaze upon its shining beauty. The satyr gave him a considered look, and advised he could do that, but there was something else he could give the king that would be more precious than piles of gold. He could give King Midas the Golden Touch. It would change the way he looked at the world and make everything more beautiful than ever before. The king didn't need convincing and he asked the satyr to give him the golden touch. With a wise look, the elderly satyr gently placed his fingers on the king's hand for a couple of seconds. He moved his hand away and said the king now had the golden touch. King Midas gazed at his hand in wonderment and asked how to use his gift. He was instructed to move the magic around himself by lightly touching his ears, nose and mouth and then lay his hand on his head. The king did so, and waited for something spectacular to happen. 
when nothing did. The satyr said the magic would work soon enough, and then everything the king saw, smelled, tasted and touched, would be vastly different. His thoughts would be different too. The satyr stood up and said he must be going. He thanked the king again for his kindness and said he would return sometime soon to see how he was enjoying the granting of his wish. With a renewed spring in his step, the satyr went on his way. King Midas looked at his hand with the golden touch. He didn't feel any different yet, so he decided to finish eating his breakfast. He put his hand on the bread and could feel how pleasantly warm it was. He hadn't noticed that before. He broke a piece off and the aroma of freshly baked bread drifted tantalizingly towards his nose. He inhaled the delicious smell. A smile came to his face. He had never smelled bread that aromatic before. He dipped the bread into a bowl of salted butter that had been churned an hour ago. When the king tasted the buttered bread, he closed his eyes to take in the utter deliciousness of it. The flavours danced over his tongue. It was the best bread and butter he'd ever tasted in the whole of his life. He opened his eyes, and the smile on his face grew bigger and bigger. The golden touch was working. King Midas wondered what else would be different now. He looked at the food on the table. The colours were brighter, and the fruit looked plumper. He tasted a green grape and closed his eyes as he concentrated on the taste of it. It was sweet and succulent and reminded him of endless sunny days, walking through his orchard and looking at the bunches of grapes as they dangled on the vines. He poured himself a cup of cool water and as he drank it, an image of flowing waterfalls and babbling rivers came to him and made the water taste even more refreshing. The simple act of eating the food brought enormous pleasure to the king and he couldn't stop smiling. Something suddenly occurred to him and he left the table and went to the kitchen. The cook was surprised to see him and asked if anything was wrong with the food. The king told her everything was absolutely perfect and it made him realise he hadn't thanked her enough for all the meals she had prepared over the years. The cook blushed and said she was only doing her job. King Midas gently disagreed and said 
she did more than that, and always had a cheery smile on her face. And even when there were surprise parties to cater for, she never once complained. With a heart full of appreciation, King Midas told the cook she was an extremely valued member of the royal household. The cook blushed some more and thanked the king for his kind words. The king left the kitchen and headed outside. He lifted his face and basked in the soothing warmth of the sun. He reached towards a flower pot at the side of the door and gently touched the velvety softness of a pink rose. He let his fingers trail through a lavender plant and released its soothing scent. He inhaled the fresh fragrances of the early morning and detected hints of lilies and recently mown grass on the soft breeze. He heard the gentle buzz of bees as they fluttered by, and from somewhere on high, he caught the sweet serenade of a songbird. He listened some more, and heard the vague calls of morning greetings that came from the village below. King Midas opened his eyes. Warm feelings of contentment flowed through him. Everything seemed familiar, but now with a touch of magic. Everything he laid his eyes upon seemed more precious than before. The king noticed the gardener near the flower beds. The young man hadn't worked for him for long, but he was a keen gardener and had already created horticultural works of art in the royal gardens. King Midas walked over to the gardener and gave him thanks for all the work he'd done. The king said he'd received many compliments about the gardens from visitors. The young man glowed with joy and thanked the king for letting him know that. King Midas thought about the other people who worked at the palace. They did so much for him, so he decided he should let them know how much he appreciated them. He spent the next hour walking around the palace and speaking to as many people as he could find. He thanked each one and told them how special they were to him. The morning swiftly turned into afternoon. Sounds from the village below were carried to King Midas on the warm breeze. It had been a while since he'd been there, so he left the palace behind and walked down the cobbled, winding streets towards the vibrant village. When he reached the village square, he took a few moments to look around. Stalls lined the sides of the square. A variety of products filled the tables. Rolls of brightly coloured cotton and ribbons of lace. 
woven baskets and clay pots, a mouth-watering array of fresh fruit and glass jars full of golden-hued olive oil. The air was scented with cooked food, flavoured with wild garlic and onions. Vendors called out their wares to passing customers. Friends chatted happily in the middle of the square. Children giggled as they chased each other in and out of the stalls. The sun was warm, and the breeze gently ruffled King Midas's hair. Everything was brighter and more cheerful. He sensed a feeling of harmony and community amongst the villagers, and it filled his heart with love. The villagers spotted the king and waved in greeting. The king wandered amongst them and spent the next few hours talking to various people and inquired about their welfare. He asked if there was anything he needed or anything he could help them with. The villagers said they had everything they needed and King Midas had done more than enough for them over the years. The king was invited to stay for a mid-afternoon meal. He took a seat at a small table and thoroughly enjoyed the simple meal of soft bread dipped in olive oil. Everything tasted even better outdoors. After the meal, some children asked the king to play games with him, to which the king replied he would love to. He had tremendous fun playing with yo-yos and clay figures, and then chasing a ball along the streets with the children. He noticed how the children laughed all the time, and he remembered how much he laughed when he was a child too. He promised himself to spend more time doing the things he loved, those simple activities that brought joy and laughter into his life. The afternoon sped by, and King Midas told the villagers he needed to head home. He invited them to an impromptu picnic supper later on that would be held in the royal gardens. To the king, it seemed the perfect way to end the magical day he was having. He decided to invite the lovely people that worked for him too. The villagers promised to come to his picnic and said they would bring food and drink with them. When King Midas returned home, he gathered his family together and gazed at them with love. He held them in a group hug and let feelings of love flow abundantly through him. He told them about the elderly satyr and how his wish had been granted, and now he was looking at the world differently. His family had lots of questions for him, and King Midas did his best to answer them. The king told them about the picnic supper in the gardens. His wife said they should make the evening extra special by organising some music and dancing too, and that she would take care of that. 
the evening soon arrived, and the stars appeared in the darkening sky. Groups of villagers started to arrive at the palace, laden down with food and drink. King Midas greeted everyone warmly and showed them around the gardens. The gardens were lit by gentle moonlight and golden glowing lanterns. Flickering candles bordered the stone paths, and their warm rays danced upon the delicate petals of the flower beds. The grass was soft and fluffy underfoot. The children gathered together, trying to count the stars, but they couldn't complete their task. There were simply too many. Picnic blankets were laid across the grass. Food and drink were shared freely. Musicians played soothing songs in the background. King Midas looked with love at his friends and family as they chatted and laughed. His heart overflowed with happiness. Not for the first time that day, he realised what a fortunate man he was and there was nowhere else he'd rather be. He tipped his head and looked at the stars. They were shining more brightly than ever before. A soft smile alighted on his face. The memories of this magical day would be more precious than any amount of gold. Just when the king didn't think his day could get any more magical, the elderly satyr walked towards him. The king greeted him like a dear friend and proceeded to tell him about his magical day. He thanked the satyr for granting his wish. The satyr's eyes twinkled with something that looked suspiciously like playfulness. He told the king he hadn't granted his wish at all, He'd merely planted the idea of seeing everything in a new light into the king's mind, and it was King Midas who had created the magic, all by himself. The satyr bowed his head and hoped he hadn't caused any trouble for the king, and said he had done it with good intentions. The king broke into joyful laughter and pulled the satyr into an embrace. The king said the satyr had given him the most precious of gifts, and knowing it would always be there was better than anything the king could have wished for. He released the satyr, and with a smile on his face, the king asked if he still had a wish yet to be granted. The satyr nodded, King Midas put his arm around his friend's shoulders and said his wish was for the satyr to stay at the palace for the picnic party and enjoy the feast. His wish was granted. The party at King Midas' palace continued throughout the evening. It was an evening full of laughter and love, music and dancing new friendships and endless conversations 
magical memories that would linger for a long time. As King Midas settled down into his bed that night, he smiled softly to himself, for he knew that even though he'd had a wonderful day, tomorrow would be even better, because now he had the golden touch. He drifted easily into a deep, restful sleep.